1: Hey Alarmy! before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of our Little Alarms series, only available on Patreon.
5: Yeah, well, anyway, I I hope that that whoever Tina saw going into the bookstore with an open can of Red Bull, I hope everything turned out okay. Yeah,
1: we digress. (laughs) For the
5: book's sake. I'm nervous for the books. I'm nervous for the bookstore owners.
1: Books are so vulnerable. Just a little piece of water. I know, a bunch of
6: paper. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, Mm -hmm. I know. Fire and water are not its friend. I know. No, they're... But it beats
5: Just rock. You're so
1: sensitive.
6: But it beats rock.
5: Why
1: beats, does it beat rock?
5: covers it. It's,
1: it's covers
5: true. It and how yeah. does that beat it? People ignore it
6: once it's covered. It you can rock throw a rock, at, a rock at a book. That's not That's not a big deal.
5: That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. But do you oh. throw a
6: fireball or a water ball at a book? That's not a good idea. Yeah. No. 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 So throw a rock. Everyone this start going into bookstores with rocks.
1: <laughs> okay.
6: This is definitely making making a lot of sense. Okay, (laughs) good.
1: (laughs) Is that clear, Tina? This episode of Little Alarms Tina, you got that? (laughs) Not only
5: helpful, but it's educational in so many
1: ways. (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash thealarmist and subscribe today. Now, on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today, we're discussing the Amityville murders. Here's what you need to know. In 1965, Ronald and Lois DeFeo needed more space for their growing family. So they moved from their apartment in New York to 112 Ocean Avenue, a Dutch colonial home with a pool and a boat dock in Amityville, New York. The events that transpired in their new home would horrify the town and ripple into nightmares all over the world. From the outside, the DeFeos were a happy, loving family. But behind closed doors, it was a much different story. The eldest son, Ronald Jr., also known as Butch, was a troubled child who was prone to outbursts and violence. He struggled with his weight and was bullied in school. He also struggled academically, though his parents were reluctant to punish him, instead rewarding his misgivings and bad behavior. This theme continued in his young adulthood. He got a job with his dad at the car dealership, but rarely showed up and often caused conflict. Ronald Sr was reportedly abusive and he and Butch would often get into arguments and physical altercations. In the early morning hours of November 13, 1974, Butch snapped. He shot his parents and then all four of his siblings with a 35 caliber Marlin rifle. The murders were all point blank and committed within 15 short minutes. Then in cold-blooded fashion. Butch took a shower, collected his bloody clothes and the murder weapon, and left for work, disposing of evidence in a storm drain. Later that night, he acted as if he discovered his family in the home and ran to a local bar yelling for help. Police were soon suspicious, and after only a small amount of questioning, got Butch to confess to the murders. In December of 1975, A little over a year later, George and Kathleen Lutz bought 112 Ocean Avenue for the bargain price of $80,000. Their experience living in the house would inspire numerous books, movies, and TV shows. Fun Facts AKA Death Stats. DeFeo Jr. killed his entire immediate family, six people in total. DeFeo's trial ran for over six weeks, the longest for the Amityville area at the time. Thirteen months after the murders, the Lutz family purchased the home at only $80,000 due to the murders that had taken place there, but only lasted 28 days before leaving without their belongings. The Lutz's family reportedly made $300,000 off of Anson's book. The house has been on the market only four times since the murders, Most recently, it sold for $605,000 in 2017. No other family who has lived inside the home since has ever claimed to experience supernatural events there. The house is now listed as 108 Ocean Avenue. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is host of Hollywood crime scene, Desi Jedekin. Hi, Desi. Hi. Nice to see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm choking over here because I almost mispronounced your name after I told myself and repeated it multiple times mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. You stressed yourself out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Desi, we're so excited to have you on the show, especially for this particular episode, which is so Hollywood, true crime, you know, adjacent.
3: I was excited to hear the topic because I actually know a lot about this case, even Mm. though I know I didn't have to, like, know anything, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, I'm very forgetful, so (laughs) you guys can probably reinform me of things, so I'm excited.
1: It'll be fun. Oh, that's great. Um, but, but before we dive in, we always ask our guest, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Um,
3: Honestly, probably the bedbugs in Paris. Oh, oh God, yes. <laughs> My <laughs> God. Yes. I, I don't know how they would get to me and that paris is obviously very far from los angeles <laughs> but i'm kind of convinced like did you go to a movie recently yes. <laughs> to anybody like i don't know they always scare me uh and i've never had an experience with them but i don't want to uh cuz i don't. could probably uh would ruin my life probably <laughs> <laughs> mm. yes
1: it does uh, yeah it, it really does i've also never had it but uh, living in new york i was terrified of of being in that position and the 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 stress I, I we know people who have gone through that I had it's... them
6: and it was oh. a terrible ter- oh. my neighbors my neighbors downstairs moved out new ones moved in they brought them with them they came up the walls
3: Jeez, that is frightening
6: so Desi you should start like screening image. all your friends where like where have you been recently I mean camera? the image of them
3: crawling up the wall is like killing me right
6: now
1: <laughs> and it's very yes. Amityville so yes
6: indeed good
7: call
1: Wow, it's a perfect transition into this. Um, So how how, did you guys know much about this case? I mean, I know you knew a lot about this case, Desi, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize that the movies were inspired by the people who moved in after Mm -hmm. the actual murder.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know about that.
3: I feel like a lot of people don't know about the original murder, Um, like when I was doing my research, uh, because I covered this case on my show. And yeah, I mean, that part is its whole own story, the whole uh, murder aspect of it. Um, But people just usually see the movie and I guess it hints at the murders in the movies, but it's not the main focus. It's like right. the
6: start of the movie, and it's pretty yeah. like, traumatic, but yeah, that's just like the the setup for what happens to the Lutz. It's all about the Lutz family,
3: yes, um, but the story of the Defeo family is equally interesting, I think, personally,
1: yes, e- and and so incredibly tragic in my mind, it's like the amityville um the in the horror movie, no one really dies, <laughs> no, no um.
3: There's a lot of flies. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's some some slime. of them. Some of them probably died.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and part of that That's haunting, me. right, was that they so they move in and and you know the soon after they move in the there's a, a priest that comes in and blesses the house and they knew that perhaps there had been some kind of murder that had taken place in the house. And then they start waking up at 315 in the morning. This is what actually the Lutzes claimed, the actual people. Right. Right. They 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 said they started waking up at 315 every day, which was the exact time that the murders allegedly occurred. The daughter, Missy, began speaking to an imaginary uh friend perhaps a demonic imaginary friend that named jody
5: a pig right yes
1: Yes. Yes. a little pig (laughs) (laughs) that's
5: important
7: yes for sure
1: (laughs) um the 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 mom kathy even claimed to have levitated above her bed uh there were just a lot of moments with disturbances like uh and 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 welts on her chest. Apparently, mm-hmm. there was the green slime mm-hmm. that was oozing yeah. from the walls. The eyes peering into the house. So they mm-hmm. and there was a small basement room that they found. It was a secret room that wasn't part of the square footage of the house.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then one day they just got in the car and left.
3: Right. Yeah,
1: and I mean that's why they got such a good deal
3: on the house, right? <laughs> And they, but they
5: real. knew they knew going into this house what had happened. Yes, um, from what I right. read, correct.
3: Yes, that's why it was so cheap. Yeah, and I think they were kind of like, eh, like not really realizing bad vibes. Like the house for sure has some bad vibes, whether mm-hmm. or not you think it was possessed. Vibes uh, weren't as important kinda...
5: back then. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Did they have? Yeah, we hadn't invented vibes yet. <laughs> no, vibe, che- vibe checks weren't a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can vibe see checks were not sort what of as regulated as they
5: are now. They weren't as sort of official, or you know,
3: it's actually a part of what the realtor has to tell you now mm. when you, you buy the vibes, Did yeah. it pass the inspection? Did it pass the
1: vibe, vibe check? Yeah. Very important.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Gosh, it's so true. There's no thing as, no such thing as a free lunch, as they say.
7: Mm-hmm. If you're no. getting
1: a deal, there's a reason why. Yeah, and right. the the you know let, let's dive right in and talk about this this family. The, reason. the yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah the, the background of this family. I mean, right off the bat, we do have to put Ronald DeFeo Jr. up on the board, A.K.A. Butch uh, Butch. Butch. <laughs>
6: <laughs> You're killing it with these You're names. You're
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading words and the, they're not computing. <laughs> um, this is from All Things Interesting. Ronald Joseph DeFeo Jr. was born on September 26, 1951, the oldest of five children of Ronald DeFeo Sr. and Louise DeFeo. The family led a comfortable upper middle class lifestyle in Long Island, thanks in part to Ronald Sr.'s job at his father-in-law's car dealership dealership. dealership. However, as biography reports, Ronald Sr. was hot-headed and domineering and sometimes violent toward his family, especially Ronald Jr., whose nickname was Butch. Ronald Sr. had uh, high expectations for his eldest son and made his anger and disappointment known whenever butch failed to live up to them if life at home was rough for butch it only got worse when he went to school as a child he was overweight and shy and other kids frequently tormented him by his teen years butch started lashing out both against his abusive father and his classmates Mm. this is from e news investigators told the new york times a few days after ronald jr was arrested that a the suspect claimed he'd slipped barbiturates into his family's food the night of the murder. He also shared that he'd dumped the murder weapon in the water behind the house and divers found a 35 caliber Marlin rifle in Amityville Creek. Dr. Howard C. Edelman, deputy chief medical Exam- examiner for Suffolk County, said all the bodies had been found Face down, the parents were each shot in the back twice, the girls once in the head, the boys once in the back. All their hands raised above their heads, a situation the uh, the pathologist called bizarre. Ronald ended up pleading not guilty guilty by reason of insanity at trial, during which he testified about going from room to room and pulling the trigger, killing his family. So he was definitely very tormented um then we'll we'll talk about um his uh drug use and his uh he 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 did say that he would heard voices but then that's what the defense wanted to use but retracted that statement saying he didn't hear voices so there's a lot going on there
5: yeah um w- what was odd um uh and maybe Desi you picked up on some of this in, in your research, when you, you, t- you talked about this was none of the kids, uh, his siblings ran out of the house mm-hmm. or, w- and, and something I had heard also was that no neighbors heard gunshots. They only heard dogs barking. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember that. And I, I think, I think that if they were drugged, they probably were just, um, you know conked out but mm-hmm. obviously that's like one of the first things i think that led people to think something paranormal mm. is going on here
7: because mm. he
3: was able to kind of get away with this without anyone uh waking up or fighting him even right. at all um it's a really creepy case i mean yeah for sure uh because there is a lot of unexplained things that kind of went on here um I also remember some of the decor from the house, which was also Mm. kind of very (laughs) creepy. Like Mm. they had the family oil painting, like those old school oil paintings of each family member. And it just created this very creepy vibe when you see um, crime scene photos. I'm not mm. really, like, that much of a vibe person. I don't know why. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah.
7: You are now.
1: Well, That's so my the thing. crime scene vibes were yeah. yuck. <laughs> well, because those oil paintings are just yeah.
3: not creepy.
7: Great.
3: <laughs> um, But, yeah. I, uh, I think the crime scene, I'm sorry, the crime itself still has a lot of unanswered questions, yes. which, which is like the perfect, you know, jumping ground for people who want to make it something else. Yeah, um, for sure.
6: It seems hard to imagine. I, I imagine for people, especially back then in the early seventies, like someone doing something that horrific and
1: yeah. Yeah.
6: Just like getting away with it and, and, leaving the house and coming back and pretending like he didn't know, like there's, there is, it's almost right. like you, you want to believe it's supernatural because real people don't do that. Cause then that could happen to me.
3: Right. Kind of thing. Cause he went to like a local bar, right? Like yeah. at some point that night, and then came back. Um, And I think if my memory is correct, he also had some kind of undiagnosed um, mental illness that he was sure. dealing with at the time. So that
1: creates this whole other um aspect to uh, what he says happened Um, right but i i I, going back to and and we're going to touch on all of those things uh, but going back to just the crime itself it 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 feels very um vicious it's a vicious crime you know Mm -hmm. it's not only just killing your parents right he's killing his parents which we've seen before right mm-hmm. but the fact that he's killing all four of his siblings who right range you know in age from 8 to 19 or 18 yeah. something like that mm-hmm. 9 to 18 um that not 18 year old the 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 eldest daughter dawn who was 18 mm-hmm. that's she was pretty close in age yeah with, with butch and 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 it, it's just horrible it's in- incomprehensible how someone could do that especially with a rifle and i i don't know much about guns but from my understanding a rifle is loud it's 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 a big weapon mm-hmm.
6: and you have totally. to reload it i would i mean imagine he's not shooting mm-hmm. all of those rounds without having to reload in between
3: yeah right and that's that creepy sound of like The reloading bullets, whatever Mm -hmm. shells dropping to the ground. And Mm -hmm. like, it's a slower process, obviously, than an automatic weapon would be. So he's really walking around this house, taking his time. No one's waking up at this, like you said, a very loud shotgun blast. Um, It's kind of crazy that no one woke up. Yeah. But maybe a good thing like that no one had right. these last yeah. minutes of terror I, I don't know I hate to say good thing but um yeah or
6: that neighbor I don't know the geography of the home or how close it is to the neighbors but mm-hmm. it does seem crazy that that many sh- sh- rifle shots would go off and that mm-hmm. no one next door would yeah. hear that. I know in the movie, they, it's very dramatic and it's happening during this like very intense thunderstorm. And so there's like thunder rapping outside. Right. So it's easy to think like maybe that's why people don't hear. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it does like seem odd that no one would hear something like that going on and be like, I wonder.
1: Yeah. The- I mean, the house was on uh, the water. Like mm-hmm. there was a boathouse in the right. back of the house. So that explains, you know, there's no back door neighbors really. sure. right. there's a little bit of distance there yeah, but you're right true. like the sigh uh, you know they had next door neighbors and it it, it is very odd um and perhaps let's also let, let's talk about what was go- the going on within the family okay. yeah let's put up his abusive father uh ronald DeFeo senior which was the oldest of five of Ronald senior uh, the family had been described as loud and quarrels quarrelsome mm-hmm. and that Ronald senior was abusive to his wife and kids unsurprisingly in such an environment butch began acting out from an early age at 13. Uh, he attacked his grandfather and was taken to a child psychologist. Ronald's father owned a car dealership in, in Brooklyn when Ronald was given a, a well paying position there this is a ronald jr is then hired in the car dealership Mm -hmm. the family moved to the sprawling house in the upscale town of amityville new york ronald continued to be abusive once uh, when louise was coming up the stairs from the basement with a basket of laundry ronald punched her in the face so hard it knocked her down the stairs this is an account. The father and son fought, fought frequently, often coming to blows. A year before the murders, Butch pulled a gun on his father and pulled the trigger, but it misfired. So there had, had been multiple altercations and, and possibly, I, I think we can put up th- just this history of violence yeah, history up, yeah. uh, up on the yeah. board. This is from Biography. DeFeo's strange behavior seemed only to increase with time. He threatened a friend with a rifle during a hunting trip then. Later that day, acted as if nothing had happened. He also attempted to shoot his father with a 12-gauge shotgun during a fight between his parents. DeFeo pulled the trigger at point-blank range, but the gun malfunctioned. His surprised father ended the argument but was left stunned by the confrontation. The incident foreshadowed the more violent events to come.
6: Something that keeps jumping out to me as you read these things is pulling guns on each other. Like, it just seems like there's so much access to guns.
1: Mm. And I feel
6: like maybe there's room for that on the board if there wasn't just such easy access to all these guns that they had that they couldn't have committed such a horrific murder. I mean, could have been done differently, but it seems like an easy way to just.
7: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he clearly was comfortable with guns and had access to them his whole teen life at least right Uh, and it's sort of a part of his confrontation style is to bring it out Um, I do feel because he was so um, the father was such a dominant figure I think he needed this gun to kind of scare the dad do you know what I mean like that Mm. was how he kind of got to him Mm -hmm. Um, because I think he was small right like a small guy in general I'm not sure yeah Um, he looks small in the photos Yeah. And I feel like he kind of needed it to feel physically intimidating possibly. Mm, I'm not uh, sure. Um, But it's definitely, you know, I have opinions about people who need a gun. Of course. uh, And it's like a certain type, right? Uh, Who wants Mm -hmm. that sort of power? Um,
6: Also interesting too, that there's so much focus on the relationship between Ronald senior and his eldest son, Butch. Like you don't, I mean, yes, there seems to be documentation of his violence towards other members of the family. But I wonder if there's something to this, like the relationship between like the eldest child or like the eldest son, like father and son kind of dynamic (laughs) expectations for him as being a success because he's like, you know, traditionally the first heir or something like that kind of.
3: Weird family. The number pressure. the number one boy. He's like yeah, the right. Kendall Roy. Yeah. <laughs> oh the original God. succession. <laughs> I mean, it's such a dated concept, though, to have the the eldest son, right, have all this pressure to kind right. of take over the Buick business or whatever. Yeah. And I think he was a huge disappointment to the father who was probably more conservative. And here's his son dropping out of school, doing drugs. Mm. Uh, you know, and it was that time, right? Where it the was 70s like, too, yeah, like crazy
6: yeah. 70s. You don't want to be part of that like hippie dippy rebellion kind of like my son's mm. going to be a normal member of society.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, mm. and I can, I I can see the the a, a situation where he also bore the brunt of a lot of the abuse, right? If he mm-hmm. had started, if it had started since he was a child, and then all of a sudden he has siblings, I, I, I believe I read that he would step in as well. Like he was definitely trying to protect his mom and, and and then all, but that turned a corner, you know, it's all of a sudden he's the one inflicting all of this mm-hmm. violence on his own family. So you can, there, I don't understand the psychology behind it, but it, there feels like there's a connection there. He might've started resenting, the abuse
3: he took to protect his siblings mm. and his mom, right? Like, cause maybe right. he's like, why aren't why isn't the mom doing more to stop right.
7: this? Uh why, why is she letting me? us be
3: here? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Like you what kind of get the trauma?
6: dad. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It, as sad as it is, like you can see that ending that way. But why he why did he bring in the whole family? Right, right. It's you think he'd want to
6: save them from him as well.
3: Yeah. Maybe this is
6: in his mental illness. Maybe this was his way mm. of saving them all from it just by removing all of them from, I mean, that's you know very sick and twisted. But right. it just seemed like he was a very well person.
1: Yeah. I, I think we should put up his untreated mental illness. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think now's a good time. Um, This is from Distractify. DeFeo's initial trial defense was that he had heard his family's voices plotting against him. Mm. Some people outside of the case presumed this meant this to mean that he'd heard voices in his head as a result of the family being haunted. Others figured that the voices he'd heard were a result of taking LSD, which Defeo had admitted to using. Mm. Uh, e This is from E news. Prosecutors argued that Ronald was looking for cash his father had in a lockbox. While the defense maintained an insane hatred of his family led him to kill. Defense witnesses. Uh, defense witness Dr. Daniel Schwartz testified that Ronald. Did not know it was wrong to murder his family, but rather because of his mental illness, he was convinced that it was correct.
5: Interesting. Mm. So the prosecutors, I guess, if you can point to a motive that is more, I guess, broadly relatable, it's I guess the defense of him being insane is weaker, is weakened in certain ways, I guess. Mm hmm. Is that right? So that's why the prosecutors were were saying it was sort of more motivated by money and you know things, hatred. I, yeah, hate, that hatred. That kind of goes back
6: to Desi's point about maybe he was resenting the position he was. You know, it's oh, clearly we're kind of speculating. We don't know right. him, right. but it could be like being in that the trauma of that, the trauma dealing with his mental illness, dealing with like like the history of family violence, and beginning to like resent all of them as a result of it.
3: I don't think the the like trauma was really a concept people kind of thought about back then as much as maybe they do today. Uh, You can definitely bring that in and people kind of have an idea of what that might be, how that might affect someone, not necessarily excusing their behavior, but uh, Mm -hmm. putting some kind of context to it. Um, But yeah, I wonder if that was even something people, it probably, maybe there were cases that happened around the same time where this stuff was first being brought up, right? Mm -hmm. Like how, this trauma gave him some sort of ptsd or whatever right
6: mm, yeah. that's interesting i feel like we could put that on the board and he had, PTSD, they, he had PTSD. diagnosed
3: um
5: personality disorder which was uh mm. not not narcissistic it was a uh, antisocial personality disorder oh, is what he yeah. was i think he was um diagnosed with formally but i i definitely think that the tra- there's trauma ptsd layered on top of that and you know don't want to g- i don't want to put the cart before the horse but it feels like the combination of all of these things mm. the trauma and then combined with probably also the drug use. yes
1: yeah we
6: should uh, just, just we put should put, put that, that on up the on the board yeah drugs and alcohol right
1: he was uh From what I read, I know he did uh, – there are reports that he did heroin right after the the murders when Mm. he, like, went back to the bar the next Mm. day. So there was, like, a whole day after the murders where he pretended like nothing had happened. And he went to work – he went, he showered, he went to work early, and he said he – was trying to get a hold of his parents and he couldn't and then he Mm -hmm. went to visit friends and he might have done heroin and saw his girlfriend and then was like i can't find i can't get a hold of my parents and finally when they went to the house he was with i believe some friends who were the Mm -hmm. ones who actually discovered the family inside
3: Mm -hmm. right because initially
1: he tried to act like he didn't it was just a home
3: invasion or whatever Mm -hmm. what happened here but yes, I, he and- kind of turned really quick, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> that didn't, he really didn't hold on to that story. He acted surprised at first when the, when right. the police got there and they, I think they believed him at first. Didn't but, he ask,
6: right. like give himself up kind of by like asking about like his father's life insurance policy or something. Isn't that, didn't we read that somewhere?
1: Oh, it's possible. It's definitely. Where they were um, like,
6: well, why are you asking about that? Oh, interesting! Yeah, you, you gotta look, wait at least a
1: week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs>
7: while
6: you're it's here, do um, a day like... one.
1: <laughs>
6: Bad timing. Oh,
1: um... um, yeah, I I, I want to put up um ignoring the problem or okay. ignoring threats. Um. This goes to to kind of what was happening right before the murders. This is from biography. As DeFeo matured, he began lashing out physically against his father as well as his friends. His concerned family took him to a psychiatrist, but the visits didn't sit well with DeFeo, who denied that he needed help. The Mm -hmm. trips to the doctor stopped, and in their place, the DeFeos used the incentive of cash and presents, including a $14,000 speedboat in the hopes that the gifts would placate their troubled son. But mm. this, but the new tactic only made the problems worse. By the age of 17, DeFeo had become an LSD and heroin user and was expelled from school for violent outbursts. This is from biography uh, again in, in 1974, DeFeo feeling irritated by what he believed a um, was a meager salary, plotted methods for embezzling money from the car dealership. In Mm -hmm. late October, the dealership entrusted him with the responsibility of depositing more than $20,000 to the bank. DeFeo planned a mock robbery with a friend, agreeing to split the money evenly with his accomplice. The plan went off without a hitch until police came to the dealership to question him. Instead of calmly answering the officer's questions, DeFeo exploded into rage. When police, suspicious that DeFeo was lying, asked him to come into the station to check out mugshots of possible suspects, he refused to comply. Ronald Sr. began to suspect that his son had committed the robbery. But when he questioned his son about his lack of cooperation with police, DeFeo threatened to kill his father.
5: Right. Mm. So there is the possibility that it was straight up money. Money was his... His goal. I mean, there's at mm-hmm. least the possibility we put that up on the board, right? Sure. Financial
6: troubles. What do we put? Just money, or do you want to be more specific? Greed is that? I don't know. <sighs> it doesn't seem like. <laughs>
5: it feels really thin. Yeah. But I feel like let's yeah. just put it up. Put it up on the board, and if we can <clears throat> sharpen it into something else, maybe we can. Yeah.
1: Murder for money.
5: You know when you when you watch all those episodes of Forensic Files, which uh-huh. we watch a lot of, Rebecca insists on watching it before we go to sleep, and That's then right. falling asleep <laughs> while watching it, so that I'm left awake watching right. it, <laughs> terrified. But when you look at when you watch a lot of those up episodes, it's always money, or it's very right. commonly.
6: But know, money cash. for like a means of escape, right? Like he needs, yeah. he's trapped with his family who is abusive. He's got his own problems, doesn't want to slash can't hold down a job. So an easy influx of cash seems like the solution, although maybe short term.
3: It's also kind of like a little bit for me, like he was making lemonade out of lemons, like, mm. well, I've done this, but now I can at yeah. least be rich. Like, right. I, feel like it was, I don't know that it was like a premeditated thought, but definitely an afterthought. Like mm. after it was done, I think he was kind of like, well, at least I can get this kind of like the Menendez brothers, like immediately went out and bought cars and like, right. <laughs> whatever. It's like, okay, like, let's go. Like, <sighs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. I, wonder, I do think he hated his dad. Like, yeah. I do feel like that was sort of the primary reason for the murder. Um I I can't remember how premeditated he was about this. Like, I don't feel like there was much planning, right?
1: I don't think so either. And but but it would uh, it would explain why he then decided to kill the entire family if he wanted to inherit this money. If right. if, if there was right. some kind of insurance that you know that would directly go probably to his mother if his if he only killed his right, father. True. Right. Right. I mean,
3: I think the thing with um family annihilator type crimes, it all of us are usually like, but why the kids too? Why the whole family? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. can't wrap our head around why. And I think uh, there is this aspect too where they're in their state of mind, they're like, we don't want them to suffer through what I've done. Right. Mm. Like, like eh, there's like that aspect too, which is, you know, crazy to all of us. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's like why the kids Uh, you know, the Mm. mom obviously makes more sense inheritance wise. Right. Um, But I just don't know with him, he's all over the place and it's hard to pinpoint like what he was thinking.
6: And also if he did like not totally premeditated, but I guess somewhat if he did slip all of them, habituates. Yes. you know it may not have been like a month in the planning but at some point he mm-hmm. decided he was going to do it and it's if true. they truly were drugged so that they didn't run right. when they heard the first shot like there's some thought
3: there and i wouldn't doubt that it was something he fantasized about a lot sure. right like killing his dad or whatever the whole mm-hmm. family even
1: that's a good point i i wonder if it just that makes to me feels like it might have been more spur of the moment if it's something that he's fantasizing about all the time and it's like all of a sudden he has the opportunity i don't know if it's he he finds himself with the opportunity to to be able to do it and then i don't know it's it's just so
7: it's graphic like it's it's just
1: such a
3: big crime i can't remember if there was something that preceded like his dad was gonna kick him out. Like, right. do you know what if I mean? I can't remember if yeah. there was a catalyst. Yeah. Uh, well, the
1: the, um, the the pretending to have been robbed uh, happened just a few weeks before. A few oh, weeks. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. okay. So he was. He got caught, basically. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And he who did. knows yeah. what was being said behind closed doors? Right. If his dad was right. threatening to cut him so off, that might have put it into high
3: gear. Possibly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, how do we feel about this? board. Is there anything else we think that we need to throw up? Because I know that there were possible mob ties that were talked about. Yeah. Do we put that Um, on the board? We can put that up he he said that the, you know, that there was uh they were part of uh I guess somewhere p I read the great uncle Peter DeFeo was uh part of the Genovese crime family. I'm actually from Long Island, Uh and I feel like you always got to
3: put mob. (laughs) Yeah, why? Like it's always a slight possibility your uncle or something has some kind of weird connection. Uh,
5: Get it up there, yeah. But
1: so the police were like, okay. I think the police took it seriously. Like they were like, okay, perhaps mob. But then they quickly found out that the the mobster that could have or or that. that Ronald uh, Jr that Butch was saying could have done it had just an airtight alibi he had been like out of state at the time with a, with a, a lady friend
3: oh <laughs> yeah
5: right um so let's put it up there anyway and yeah. Yeah. could we could we also put up 112 Ocean Avenue the house itself mm. i mean just mm. for in, just for the sake of intrigue i mean just to say I mean, for the outside possibility that this house is actually haunted, maybe it's what caused him to cause so much conflict.
3: Wasn't it like um, built on top of a Native American burial ground or something? Is
6: that true? That sounds like Pet cemetery stuff to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I know that's like a common trope in like horror movies, but I think it did have a history before the murders, like, I think like there might have been like a Satanist who lived there. Mm-hmm. But once again, that's very, the neighbors saw someone wearing all black and we're like, who's that guy? <laughs> right.
1: This is a, a satanic panic, right? Was, uh, yeah, like an early version. Yeah. I, I wonder, I, I, I can't remember if that's just part of the movie, though. I think that I, I didn't find yeah. it. I'm in- sure there's
6: lots of conspiracies and like folklore, but like after something like this happens, it's easy to be like, oh, well I heard, you know?
3: Right. Cause you want the house <laughs> to literally be a living entity yeah. that is evil. Uh,
6: yeah.
3: Cause it has the eyes. It <laughs> yeah. is <a> creepy looking.
6: <laughs> I've never been so scared of a house in a movie before. I saw that movie when I was very young and I was totally creeped out by those yeah, images.
1: Same
3: here. I went to the house um, back in the day. Oh, you oh my did. gosh. Court, tell us. Right. Because I, I live in a I lived in a town called Massapequa which is right mm-hmm. next to Amityville and of course at some point I drove there because I had always had an interest and it was completely redone like mm. they basically took out the eyes don't really exist anymore oh, okay um, because that was sort of the iconic image, right? Yes, and that's yes. what I wanted to see. So I was like disappointed. I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I drove all the way to Amityville. Where's you know? my murder house? I want to see some evil house,
5: like. <laughs> Which brings up the question: Can you renovate your way out of a horror house? Good question. Or a haunting? Uh, into, out a of haunting? bad
1: vibes into good vibes. Mm. Yes, that's like yeah. That You're would like- that would be a design show I would watch. Yes. <laughs>
6: There's a niche for that. Someone has to become that designer and like, you'll yeah. have some work, you know?
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Could be a good business opportunity. If any of the army members out there have, you know, they, they would need a contractor's license and maybe some, some design software.
6: Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah you can, yeah, you that. You can and, find that. Just, and,
5: and, and, like some holy, and some holy water wouldn't <laughs> a hurt. Priest, either, so.
1: A priest on retainer. Yes, yeah, exactly.
5: absolutely.
6: Celebrity <laughs> <laughs> priest.
1: Um. Okay, so I like putting the house up there. Just mm. the the fact that it potentially had bad vibes. Oh, one thing I read was that it was, she had, I guess because the family was going through such a hard time, she had a lot of signs that said like hope. Like she called the house the mother. Hope Heights. Yeah. Oh, mm. Hope
3: Heights, right.
1: And Sorry about
5: Louise DeFeo.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I feel, I, I Louise, I feel like she maybe, I mean, I, I don't, was it the house or was it the family, right? I don't right. know where the vi- the bad vibes were coming from more, uh, but she, it seemed like she was trying to uh, change that right. by putting up <laughs> these signs, you know? These <laughs> like live, laugh, love. Yes.
3: Signs. <laughs> yeah
6: sounds pretty impressive. i wouldn't yeah
3: you could yeah i mean i would definitely key... recommend therapy over signs <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> and boy it really makes you realize that the key word in that one is live if you can get live <laughs> no. if you can yeah. live it's the other two and then
1: you can yeah, see much easier it's the Priority for sure yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> um all right so i feel like we have a a, a good board Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
2: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
5: Okay, who's to blame for the Amityville murders? Ronald DeFeo Jr., Ronald DeFeo Sr., a history of family violence, access to guns, father and first son dynamics, untreated mental illness, butch's resentment, Trauma, PTSD, drug and alcohol abuse, ignoring threats, murder for money, mob ties, or 112 Ocean Avenue, the house itself. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we should put bad vibes in there too. Yeah. Just (laughs) bad vibes. It's
6: it's, it's just honorable mention for
1: sure. Yes. And I think that should stay. I think we should take the (laughs) the mob ties off because they actually were not the cause of this.
6: No i think it's Aww. safe
1: we Fine. like to see it we like to see it there though yeah yeah, yeah I, and i think like you said it's long island it should always be up on the board at least yeah yeah for our own
6: safety we have to put it up yeah. or the yeah. mob would be after us we gotta respect <laughs>
1: um the uh okay and then it becomes hard here yeah because it's all
6: pretty like intense stuff
1: and a lot yeah. of it is sort of crossover,
3: right? Like, the two
6: of them
1: can combine. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's try and do that. Let's combine some things here. Because, like, the father and first son dynamics.
6: I feel like you could put access to guns into bad vibes. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. I don't uh, like that vibe. I don't like a bunch of guns it's, around.
1: <laughs>
3: look, if someone brings a gun out near me, I'm like, wow, that's bad yeah, <laughs> That's bad
6: vibes.
3: Do not like. <laughs> it definitely changes uh <laughs> the mood. Yep, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm into it. mm-hmm a history of family violence that to, to is me, the strong. trauma and
5: PTSD can get rolled into the history of family yeah, vi- the definitely. violence. Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: So can okay. ignoring threats, to Although I, I do understand the difference, right? Yeah. That's I so much. The, to, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Dizzy. The family was just fucked up. Like
3: mm. they had a lot of issues going on that they weren't right. dealing with. And I feel like a lot of that stems from. Uh, just that family dynamic, including mm-hmm. the violence, the father son stuff, and mm-hmm. nothing was being dealt with. Yeah. Yeah.
6: And I don't, I mean, it feels like we still have this problem today. There are like troubled young men with easy access to guns who commit like pretty atrocious crimes. And, but I don't know how much back then, like how less the, uh, psychology or mental health awareness or treatment mm. around it. What, you know, maybe it was even less developed than it is today. And, or like this kind of stigma around
7: right. therapy right.
6: Or stuff. Like, I, I don't know how much that really plays into it. And of course that's speculation, but it just feels like he was in a really violent family, but he himself also was just like, kind of like prone to violence. And they're mm. just like, When Rebecca you said they bought him a crazy boat, like kind of like enabling and throwing money at the problem as a solution, just seems like, ooh, that's all really a bad combination. Yep,
1: agree. I agree. And that falls on on the dad.
3: Yeah,
5: Yeah, I think so. I think so.
1: Well, there's definitely like a
3: patriarchal kind of you know a lot of this misogyny and machismo yes. kind of going on in this family as well i think mm-hmm. uh cuz like you said all of this pressure is put on this oldest yes. son and the other kids can kind of be free uh to some mm-hmm. extent obviously mm-hmm. they're be- they're suffering from being around the violence as well um but yeah it's such a old yeah. school you know
1: scary dynamic it is yeah i i feel like butch's resentment can fold into something
6: into like his father or the yeah, family violent, yeah. maybe the history of family violence, history of know.
1: family violence. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause you obviously, you know, you're weren't, we're not going to blame the victims obviously, but there, it, 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 no one was getting any help. No,
6: Nothing. no. <laughs> I'm no. so intrigued by this notion of him being, like the eldest son, kind of like the successor and being tormented, not only by like kids growing up, but by his father, like to be reminded in a patriarchal family like that, like that you're a failure, like yeah. the the psychological damage that that does to someone. It's totally. Really, it's really powerful. I mean, it's awful, but it's really powerful yeah. stuff that like people spend years in therapy trying to get past in a healthy way.
5: It's true. And I think given that, I think I want to take off some of the more external things that were mm-hmm. happening, like like the money and also the house and also just the bad the- vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it all... I, yeah. I
1: keep keep bad vibes. It's, it's I, bad I feel vibes, like but... the drug and alcohol abuse, could, we can take that off because that came after... That's a symptom of that's his... That's a symptom, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
6: And money and greed... Help. Yeah, money and greed seems like Maybe something, uh, to Desi's earlier point, well, he did it, so now he might as well take something from it. But it doesn't seem like that was the motivating factor.
5: No, no. I I don't think so. I don't think so.
3: Well, I agree. Like, a lot of times these crimes are money-related. I just Mm -hmm. don't feel like this one is the primary uh, reason. Right, right.
6: Like, if the family had been, like, the most loving, wonderful family, would he still have... Felt the need to murder them all for like his dad's life insurance policy. Like yeah, maybe. And that's know. even more sinister, but <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, no. Also, he, you know, we discussed a little bit how he was kind of spoiled. Like he wasn't <laughs> right. not getting money. He had money and he was right. getting things from his parents that were kind of uh supplementing his lifestyle of being whatever, partying, uh, and and you know, I don't I just don't think he um lacked money
6: right. necessarily.
3: Right. Because he's young still. We
1: like know he's yeah. so
6: young. Wild. So young.
1: Twenty three. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm. So ignoring threats, I feel like that folds into a history of vi of family violence. Yep. Now,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, I
6: think so. What about the untreated mental illness?
1: It does I mean, feel it's... like it's speculation, though, for this yeah. particular crime. That's true. Um, I don't think they got down to, did he actually, I'm sure there was. Right.
3: But it never came up even as a defense, right? Yeah.
1: I think they tried to use it.
3: Okay.
6: I also just feel like maybe, Yeah. I mean, the mental illness, like what was the cause of that? Would be the family. Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So let's pull that into there.
1: So just so our listeners know, what we've got left on the board are uh Ronald DeFeo Jr., Butch, Ronald DeFeo Sr., the father, a history of family violence, the father and first son dynamics, and bad vibes. I do feel like bad vibes can come off the board now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> they
6: had a good run.
1: Look. Uh- <laughs>
5: and I and I and I feel like we can take off father and first son dynamics because you know, uh, that is, there isn't a... It might that, have
6: played into, like... It
5: might have no, played It's kind it. of
3: baked in to the other yeah. options, yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah,
5: I think it kind of rolls into the violence. <laughs> it wasn't just that they had a relationship
1: with right. father and son. <laughs> yeah. was, right, right, right.
5: Yeah, otherwise it would be violent. like dead
6: dads.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will say, like, order of... Of birth, you know, in a family, it, it's so weird how you totally. are. You have to fall into these rules based on the order of your birth.
6: <laughs> and that is kind of, and as as you said earlier, it's like kind of antiquated, right? Like I, I feel like we've progressed a little bit beyond, like the well, depends yeah, but, on not depends on the family, but like it's
5: true. But back but then, it, it
6: was probably still pretty big.
1: But I I don't know because of the again I keep saying the the how terrible of of a, of a crime this was right uh, how how violent i i feel like we have to send butch to the alarmist jail for the amityville yeah. murder <laughs> yes i mean you know we don't want
3: a victim blame <laughs> yeah.
7: yeah even I though it's
3: senior is really you know he has a lot of culpability here for yeah. sure yeah um but yeah he and- did
1: it he did it yeah and i think that we slap a history of family violence i mean in a perfect world we'd be slapping bad vibes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a daily slap
3: yeah
5: that (laughs) is a daily slap you
6: just gotta slap him out of here i think that i like the sound of that too because ronald DeFeo senior as like the patriarch the head of this family is kind of like at the top of this of the family violence right 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 well encompassed in that right because you don't want to let him off the hook for no the vibe that he created in the house
3: well he definitely has bad vibes rolled
1: into him that's right (laughs) bad vibes with him (laughs) okay good (laughs) all right i'm gonna call it a history of family violence you're getting the big slap Mm. ronald DeFeo jr aka butch you're going to the alarmist jail and we did it. Desi, yeah. I mean, wow. this is, we 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 literally couldn't have done this without you. We're so lucky that we had you on for this episode.
6: I know. But the fact
7: that you've no, been to excited. the house.
1: Oh, and I'm just realizing that I didn't ask you to tell our listeners about your show. I feel like everyone oh, yes. should uh, listen to your show. Oh, yeah, they
3: should. Um, so my show is called Hollywood Crime Scene. We are a podcast that covers celebrity related crime we also do um you know movies that are sort of based on true crime so that's why yeah. we covered an Amityville horror um in the past and yeah we just you know that's sort of the loose theme but we we go off topic when we want to <laughs> we make our own rules uh but yeah that's the (laughs) genesis of it so it's definitely not your typical true crime show uh if you're not super into murder we cover a lot of other uh stuff so yeah i
1: love it i mean there's a lot of crossover definitely and i i feel like they will definitely enjoy um so thank you so much for coming on the show thank and you for having me it was super fun and 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 we we figured it out we solved yes. it we should yes. uh, let we should let the Check. investigators know that we actually figured it Get out that guy in jail <laughs> In the aftermath, over a thousand people attended the funeral service for the DeFeo family. Ronald Jr. was sentenced to 25 years to life and died in prison in 2021 at the age of 69. The house on Ocean Ave still stands to this day, but the address was changed from 112 to 108 by the Cromartie family in 1977. There have been no reports of supernatural or paranormal activity since the Lutz family left in 1975. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash thealarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thealarmistpodcast and on Twitter at alarmistthe. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing Halloween the Movie. The Alarmist,
7: powered by Acast.
4: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott.